0: You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, I'm your host, and it is Friday, February 26th. Let's close out the week talking some TCU athletics. Actually, in the first couple of segments here, we're going to talk some Big 12 just in general. Um, got some audio from a really good college football player last year who's now preparing to be in the NFL draft, who has some insight on new Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian. In segment two, uh, 247 Sports the other day, they were projecting who they think will be the starter for each Big 12 team. And they have Max Duggan as a starter at TCU. They did mention Chandler Morris could be in the mix if he's eligible. But I just kind of wanted to run down that list because – You know, I was I was critical of Max at times, but he is one of the more proven quarterbacks coming back. There's a lot of turnover at that position in the Big Twelve. I mean, there's some guys that have been there a long time. Brock Purdy's been there forever. Jarrett Dagey at West Virginia. Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma going into year two. But there's also a number of unproven players. So there there's some uh reason for optimism, I think, for TCU fans given that Max will be in basically his third full year starting going into the season. Let's start though with a, a conversation about New Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian. I've said before, I think the way a good way for a fan base to judge their coaching hire when they hire a new head coach is how nervous rival fan bases and other fan bases in the conference are about who it was that was brought in. And Steve Sarkeesian is a good hire. Now, Sark is somewhat unproven as a head coach. He's done it before. Some personal issues led to his departure at USC. But he was a good coach at USC in Washington. He's a great offense coordinator. And obviously, he was the hottest name on the market because of what he did at Alabama. So, my day job, I work at ESPN Central Texas. And we were uh, lucky enough to get Mac Jones on the radio yesterday. Mac quarterback at Alabama now preparing for the NFL draft. Uh, his draft stock is skyrocketing. By the way, it's kind of interesting to see how much people are falling in love with Mac Jones these days. But um, one of our hosts, Glenn stretch Smith, who was a former Cowboy scout, he asked Mac about Steve Sarkisian and just some impressions of who he was as a coach, and you know what he thinks his potential could be as a head coach. So here's Mac Jones, who obviously played under Sark. Um, just discussing Steve Sarkisian and who he is as a football coach.
0: Yeah, Coach Sark's awesome. I mean, he honestly coached at Alabama and took a great opportunity. That's what he said. He told me I can't turn this down and this is too great of an opportunity for me to go in there and help a team and kind of help them win championships. And I was like, you know what, that's awesome to hear. And I know that he's going to do that. So he's going to go, you know, be himself. And uh, he's a player's coach, and everyone's going to love him. His energy. He's aggressive. He's not going to sit back, and he doesn't want to hand the ball off all the time. When you got a big lead, he wants to keep scoring, and (laughs) I kind of love that about him. It's like he he doesn't change his mentality. Sark is Sark, and um, that's why he's been so successful because he sticks with what works. But at the same time, he adjusts, and I'm sure there's a lot of adjustments he has to make with being a head coach. But um, he just does a great job. Uh, Great, great guy, great um, coach as well. And I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing that offense and. I told him that we'll steal some of his plays. Um, when we watch it on tape in the NFL, I'm sure we're going to take some of Stark's plays and put them in our playbook. So it's kind of funny.
1: So, some high praise there, which is not surprising. I mean, Mac is uh, a loyal guy to Steve. He's also coming off a season where Alabama was just absolutely dominant. They were one of the best teams you'll ever see come across a college football field. And I think, you know, the most interesting thing he said there was. He feels like he's going to steal some of the plays that he was using and use them in the NFL. And I think Steve Sarkeesian is a very innovative play caller. Now, in the national championship game, people were just gushing over a lot of the things he was doing. And I think some of that was warranted. But also, I would sit there and be like, okay, he's putting uh, Devontae Smith in orbit motion, which is creative, but also I don't think it's uh, exactly you know rocket science to put one of the best athletes in the country in space. I mean, that's... That's great, um, but I'm not, I don't think he reinvented the wheel by doing that, is, I guess, the point I'm making. However, one of the things that held Texas back was Bajan Robinson, their running back, who was an all world recruit, is a heck of a player. And when he got the ball last year, late in the season, especially in the Alamo Bowl, you were just left scratching your head going, what the heck? Like, why is this guy not getting 15 to 20 touches a game? Thankfully, TCU played Texas early in the season, and he wasn't really a factor yet. It was mainly Keontae Ingram that was carrying that load. But I never got the impression that Tom Herman was a really great play caller. You know, they ran the ball a lot, especially with Sam Ellinger. I do wonder, as good as Sam is, if his limitations on the passing game close down that playbook. But Casey Thompson, Bajan Robinson, I mean, listen, Texas does not have a talent disparity. They don't have a talent issue. They have a player development issue. So if Steve Sarkeesian can come in there and give the ball to his best players and put them in situations to succeed, then I think this team gets better. And I think that's the most interesting part of the Mac Jones interview there is that he's talking about his, you know, ability as a play caller was so good that he thinks they'll be stealing some of those plays in the NFL. The question for me is, okay, play calling is one thing. Can you balance that with running a program? And that remains to be seen. But I said it when the hire was made. I mean, Urban Meyer would would have made me really nervous because Urban's been successful everywhere he's been. Steve Sarkisian makes me a little less nervous, but I think there's a lot of potential there for them to be good. And that's unfortunate. Because there's nothing I love more than being the Texas Longhorns, so I hope that continues, and we'll see you know how it goes down. Sark has a lot to prove, but just thought that was some interesting audio from Mac Jones discussing his former offensive coordinator Steve Sarkisian, who will now be at Texas. Okay, coming up, let's stay on this Big 12 theme. I want to talk a little bit more about TCU though, and how it relates to them in the next segment. 247 Sports made some projections on starting quarterbacks going into next year. Where does Max Duggan fall in that list? We'll talk about that. But before we do that, let's discuss betonline.ag. Weekend's coming. There's going to be a lot of sports on. College basketball, NBA, NHL is in full swing. And if you want to dip your toes in the gambling world, if you want to start wagering a little bit, or if that's something you've done in the past, but you're like, man, I'd love some some better advice, I'd, I'd love to have a better chance to make some money, go to betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. They have all the latest lines. They have all the latest news, injury reports. You're not going to miss anything if you listen to the folks at betonline.ag. And they'll give you a 50% sign-up bonus if you use the promo code LOCKEDON. So if you're wary about using your own money, I totally understand that. But why don't you give it a try with that welcome bonus. Locked on is a promo code. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Go there today. Start making some cash. BetOnline.ag. Back here on Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Steven Simcox here with you. In our first segment, we were discussing um, Steve Sarkeesian, and he's going to be the head coach at Texas in in 2021. Mac Jones was on one of the radio shows I work on. And he was discussing what makes Sark really, really good as an offensive coordinator and his potential as a head coach. And I came across this article in uh, 247 Sports the other day about projecting Big 12 quarterbacks. He was going to be the starting quarterback for each Big 12 team in 2021. And it caught my eye because I think there's some reason for optimism after looking at these projections about Max Duggan and where he can stand in the Big 12. And we'll start with Texas Tech. And everything changed for Texas Tech recently. Tyler Shuck, who was the quarterback at Oregon last year, he was transferred in to play at Lubbock. Last season he started seven games for the Ducks. He threw for 1,559 yards, 13 touchdowns, and completed 106 of his 167 attempts. He also uh, ran for 271 yards on 66 carries. So he's your typical kind of dual threat, at least has some ability in the running game college quarterback in the modern era. Now, he was more of a game manager at Oregon, and the reason he left is because they have some really impressive freshmen coming in um, that were going to push him for the starting job. But I think it's an immediate upgrade for the Red Raiders because before he came in, it was going to be a battle between Henry Columbia, Maverick McIver, and Brennan Morton, who's an incoming freshman. But this gives you some experience of that position, um, again, he, he's a grad transfer. He's going to have three years eligibility. But it doesn't really scare me. I mean, I think he, he could be good. Um, he'll get in there with Sonny Cumby and that new offense. I'm not, uh, I'm not, like, shaking my boots, though, because Tyler Shuck decided to make that move. But I think it does help solidify that quarterback room for Texas Tech. And then you get into a couple of guys that just have all kinds of experience. Jarrett Dagey. Is coming back for West Virginia. This will be his third season as a starter for the Mountaineers. And Jarrett, again, good QB. I think he has some limitations. I don't think he's great. I say that. Um, He's beaten TCU twice. (laughs) He's 2-0 against the Frogs. He beat them in a crazy game in the rain in the last game of the season a few years ago. And he also defeated them last season in that mess in Morgantown. But I think Max Duggan is a more dynamic player than Jarrett Dagey, or can be. As silly as that might sound, given how they've played head-to-head the last couple seasons. Another guy that's coming back, Skylar Thompson. Um, He was knocked out for the year with a shoulder injury, and Kansas State really went in the tank after he got hurt. Now, unfortunately, TCU couldn't get it done without Skylar Thompson back there, but he makes that team much better, and he's a very effective runner. This will be his fifth year in college. Uh, if he's healthy and he's ready to go, he's going to have a great understanding of that system. This will be year three for him under Chris Kleiman and in that offense. But, again, I think Max Duggan can be more dynamic than Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson is a good quarterback, but more of a game manager, kind of in the mold of Jarrett Daigie. Now, there's also a couple guys. I mean, Spencer Rattler coming back from Oklahoma for Oklahoma, he's going to be a Heisman candidate. And you saw it as the year went on; he just got better and better. He looks like another player for Lincoln Riley, who's going to be great. So yeah, I'm going to put Spencer Rattler ahead of Max Duggan for sure. Uh, Spencer Sanders. I feel like honestly those guys are pretty even, but I'll give a slight edge. I'll give a slight edge to Spencer Sanders just because I think as inconsistent as he can be. When he's on, um, he makes big time plays. He threw for 2,065 yards uh, last season, even though he missed a couple games. And he he's kind of like Max in that you know you get some good and some bad, but you see the potential there. Another player I'll put ahead of Max Duggan in this quarterback list is Brock Purdy. And Brock didn't have his best season last year, but. Again, you're talking about a a very experienced quarterback who's been in this Matt Campbell system for years. He's really really efficient. He makes all the right plays, and even though he was uh, he wasn't as effective as you thought he might be, he still threw for 2,700 yards in 2020. I mean, he he still made plays, and Iowa State transitioned more to a rushing offense. But he was still a very effective QB. So that's three guys that are ahead of Max. And the the other QB that I didn't mention, or the other couple QBs that I didn't mention in this mix, one Jalen Daniels from Kansas. I mean, true freshman at KU last year, played a lot, um, but has a number of things to learn. And unfortunately for him, I mean, just trying to overcome so much at KU with all the struggles they're having. Obviously, you know, not really believing in him ahead of Max Duggan. Jacob Zeno at Baylor. I know in Waco they're excited about Jacob, and he's got a big arm. He showed a few things in the Big 12 championship game a couple of years ago when Charlie Brewer went down. But I'm also kind of interested to see what that quarterback room looks like now that Jeff Grimes is their OC, because Jacob Zeno was kind of just, yeah, he's going to be the guy. Um, but you got a new offense coordinator there. So what does that look like with Grimes coming into the mix and being the new play caller there. And then finally, Casey Thompson. And Casey Thompson's very talented, and he looked great in the Alamo Bowl. But I'm not going to put him ahead of Max Duggan because I just haven't seen him play much. Now, if he plays like he did against Colorado, then, yeah, Texas is going to be really good. But I'm I'm not making that jump yet. So that's three QBs in uh, Spencer Rattler. Brock Purdy and Spencer Sanders, and I'm putting ahead of Max Duggan. But I think Spencer Sanders and Max Duggan are pretty close. And even though Max went through a stretch last year where he really wasn't effective passing the ball, and I think there's still some questions about him in in making big-time throws, there's a reason for optimism. There's a lot of unproven starters who are going to make their appearances in the Big 12 next year, and Max Duggan's not one of them. So if he's back there behind center, you at least know he's experienced. He's been through the wars, and he'll get a full off season of work this year if everything goes right. Because last year with the heart issue, he did miss some time with COVID and everything else. This will be a full off season to of work for Max Duggan. Let's see where he stands when next fall rolls around. We'll come back and wrap things up next on Locked On Horn Frogs. All right, final segment here on Locked On Horn Frogs. Just want to kind of give you a weekend primer. Uh, let you know what games are going down this weekend in TCU Athletics. So TCU Baseball, they start a series tonight with Liberty. That first game is at 6.30 on Friday, which is tonight. All those games are going to be on ESPN+. Plus. And the baseball team, they got some confidence back. They go 1-2 last week at the uh, Big 12 SEC showdown. But they were able to get some confidence back by putting 20 runs on Texas Southern on Tuesday night. They won that game 20 to nothing. So I'm interested to see... Liberty, um, their first series of the season was against Campbell, and they dropped two out of three to the Camels. But this is an FBS opponent or a a Division I school that you're playing. So um, how effective is this TCU offense going to be? What does Johnny Ray look like tonight? Is he sharper? I hope that he is. I hope that after this he looks more like a Friday night starter than he did last Saturday against Ole Miss. And... Can Austin uh, Krobe and Russell Smith continue to be effective like they were last weekend? Those are some of the things to watch in that series against Liberty. Three game set again starting tonight at six thirty. The TCU men they play Iowa State tomorrow at five. And uh, I wish it was. Uh, I wish I had more optimism about this guys, <laughs> but the way the TCU team is playing right now, I am not excited about the prospect of them going up to Ames. Iowa State almost took Baylor down. Um. After that long layoff for the Bears this week, they have still not won a Big Twelve game, but they are. Uh, they seem to be improving. They're getting better. So, TCU basketball. I hope they can get it done. We'll see. But not super excited about the prospect of them playing an Iowa State team that seems to be getting closer to getting a victory. And with TCU struggles, I don't know. It just feels like they might be primed. To, to get it done on Saturday afternoon. That game's at 5 o'clock. And the TCU women, they actually don't play until Monday. Monday, March 1st at 6.30 against Kansas State. K-State, they beat earlier this year, so hopefully they can continue that trend. So that's your weekend preview for TCU Athletics. I'm Stephen Simcox. I'll talk to you again Monday. Thanks for listening to Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Talk to you on Monday, everybody.